Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today my guest is Brendan Kamarasamy. Am I pronouncing that correct? You got it, Kamarasamy. For somebody who has a podcast that's like is focusing on, on naming and branding, and that's one of the questions I, I like ask most often at the beginning. Am I pronouncing that correct? <laughs> so I should do my homework better probably, but anyway. So Brendan is a public speaking coach who helps entrepreneurs from all walks of life to become top 1% communicators in their industries. He also has a YouTube channel that's called Master Talk. And we're going to talk about all that in a minute. Hi, and welcome to our show, Brendan. Tatiana, the pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me. Thank you for making the time. So let's start with a bit of a background. How did you get to do what you're doing now? For sure. So for me, the story started in college and university, Tatiana. I went to business school and my goal in life was to do the opposite of what I do today, which was accounting. <laughs> So that's what I studied. Oh, uh, yeah. I studied accounting as well. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> is there anybody who studied accounting and is an accountant? <laughs> There's not a lot of people. It's it's a minority <laughs> for sure. So like you, I studied accounting and, and the goal was never to be a communication coach. I didn't even know you could make money doing that. I didn't see that as a profession. So how I learned it is I started doing these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, Tatiana, but for nerds. So all the guys my age were playing football or rugby or basketball. I wasn't one of those guys. <laughs> I did professional sports for nerds, which is presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students in college so that they would win competitions. And I accidentally developed a talent for communication coaching. So I started making YouTube videos, called it Master Talk to help people. And here we are today. Oh, that's very cool. That's funny that I actually haven't even seen that um, like a competition on, on communication. And when you think about it, it should be like, ideally it should be something that we all taught at school, but we're not. Because it's really the foundation of everything. And I keep actually telling my kids very often because they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Or or they'll be talking and like they're not standing properly and they're scratching their head. And and I'm like, no, you. I mean, you can be the most brilliant genius in your head if you cannot communicate that. How are people going to know? <laughs> Absolutely. I completely agree. The, the reason we don't know a lot about case competitions is because a really small community that's done. I think only business students in business school know what a case competition is. And that's mm-hmm. how I learned it. So I got really lucky with that way. Yeah, absolutely. That should be should be a discipline for everyone. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not. Um, you have rockstarcommunicator.com. And I'm just going to touch on that a bit because I am kind of into naming and branding. How did that name come along and, and that sort of a, the matching domain for it and how is it working out for you? I, I wish I had a super co- amazing answer for you, but to be honest, <laughs> uh, both both rockstarcommunicator.com and Master Talk were luck. So what happened was when I started the YouTube channel, uh, calling it Master Talk was a simple strategy. I took all my, my friends, we all got a spreadsheet together on Excel and we wrote 50 names. Everyone mm-hmm. wrote 50, we put it all together. There was like 500 names and we picked the best one. 
And my friend came up with Master Talk. And then we looked into the US trademark office and it wasn't trademark. I don't know why it wasn't trademark. I was like, perfect. <laughs> Obviously, now I own the trademark, so we're all good. So so that worked. And then for rockstarcommunicator.com, my business partner found that URL on GoDaddy for $10 <laughs> a year. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Cool. So uh, we took it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the it's the right thing. <laughs> how how do you see the role of of public speaking in in today's society, and who is it for? For sure. So, in my opinion, Tatiana, it's for everybody, every single human being who's living on Earth. And the reason is simple. I don't define communication, public speaking, as speaking on a stage, being on a podcast. Mm. That's one component of the game. For me, communication is simply this. How do we achieve a specific outcome for a specific audience? How do we achieve a specific outcome for a specific audience through the way that we communicate our ideas? So what does that look like? What that means is it could be a speech that you give to grow your business, but it could also be convincing your significant other that you want to get Chinese food today instead of Mexican mm. food. For me, that's all communication. So it's definitely for everybody, but within everybody, there's a smaller group of people that it gets amazing, amazing outcomes for their life, both financially mm -hmm. and from an impact perspective. And those three main categories of people are coaches, entrepreneurs, and executives. So if you're a coach and you're master your communication, you'll impact a bunch of people's love. You'll crush your podcast appearances. If you're an entrepreneur, you're able to enroll other people into your vision, customers, investors, potential employees, lot easier to scale. And if you're an executive and you want to be a CEO, you want to be in the C-suite, for sure, you got to master communication because it's all people management. Hmm. And what would you say are the most common misconceptions you see when it comes to public speaking experience? Yeah, I would say for me, the biggest misconception is that it's only for people who want to speak on a stage. And I think that's wrong. Hmm. For me, it's really about the day-to-day -day conversations. Let me give you a simple idea that anyone can relate to. Let's say you have a significant other and you don't know how to communicate very specific boundaries. So a lot of people, when they talk to somebody, they say something along the lines of, I need more alone time. I need more alone time. But what does that mean, Tatiana? Does that mean we want to be stuck in a cave for two weeks and nobody talks to us? Does that mean we need a weekend with the boys at a jungle and go hunting? Does that mean one hour a day reading a book when nobody mm. bothers you? What does that actually mean? Does it mean a walk? So notice how that simple sentence, five words, I need more alone time, can be misinterpreted a hundred different ways. Mm -hmm. So that's just an example. Obviously, the better version of that is, you know, I would love to spend an hour a day in the morning reading a book because it helps mm -hmm. me clear my mind. So notice how, and I show up better for the Absolutely. family, whatever. So yeah. that's the way I think about it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it actually, like now that I've given an example, it, it reminds me of something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to and whether it's in business or in personal relationships, the what you just said, it, it's not only that you're not going to be understood, but it also, the fact that it has not been clear allows the listening side to interpret it in whatever way they gonna see it so five people are gonna hear that in five different ways and sadly our nature is such that a lot of people would see it as something that's against them and i, I thought about that uh, yesterday i have um 
a friend that I run with and she says, oh, we had an argument with my husband uh, for like a ridiculous thing because she came home and she noticed the dog doesn't have water. And, and she said, what have you been doing all day? And she didn't mean to say you've been doing nothing, but the guy like took it wrong as I oh, spent the day with the kids doing this and that and whatever. And she, she meant it as a, just how comes you haven't noticed he didn't have water, not to say you've done nothing with the day. <laughs> but effectively that led to a huge argument that eventually they worked out that's not what she meant. Da, 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 da. But, but you can see like that simple thing, how it you know exploded into a big thing. I mean, that's a perfect example right there. Instead of just saying like, Hey, uh, why why don't why is there water in the bowl? Mm. Or why do we have a dog? That's another yeah. thing. <laughs> goes into these crazy yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what does it include then? Like, what when you coach somebody? Because, like, initially I thought it's just about like talking about you know tone of voice or um, space. Or but now that we, we've had a, a little bit of a conversation about it, I'm thinking, okay, now we're talking about not just you know the, the tone of voice, the speed of how you talk or how you stand and you know behave, but we're talking about what actually you are expressing. And, and how. So we just, yeah, tell me, make it a bit clearer for me and for our audience. What does it include that, that um, speaking coaching? For sure, Tatiana. So you're right. I think the challenge with this industry is a lot of it's really vague. So let's say we want to lose weight as an example. It's mm. very easy to measure that measurable outcome. So let's say we lose mm. two, two pounds this week and we want to lose, I don't know, 10 in the mm. year. We go, wow, we're 20% to the goal. So it's very easy. But what does that look like in communication? So I created a manual, keep this simple. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is eye contact. One of those balls is smiling. One of those balls is vocal tone projection, body language, storytelling. And you can see how overwhelming it is. Because if we try and do all of it right away, all of the balls fall to the floor. So now the next question becomes, what are the three easiest balls within the 18 that we can start juggling right now to see results? Because or else we're just going to do a bunch of everything. We won't get results. So let me just share ball number one as an example. The random word exercise. Pick a random word like light bulb, like ceiling, like brick, like trophy case and create random presentations out of thin air for 60 seconds. The random word exercise serves two main purposes, Tatiana. One, it helps us deal with uncertainty because guess what? Life is filled with it. When you go talk to a stranger you've never met, you don't know how that conversation's gonna go. So if you can talk about avocados for 60 seconds, you can talk about anything. And the last reason is if you can make sense out of anything, if you can make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. So that's exercise number one. Mm. Cool. Yeah, so it, it does entail a lot more than I think most people think. Like now we're talking about even preparing for something that's like on the fly. We're not just talking about, you know, you write it out and then you exercise in front of the mirror and there you go. Right, exactly. Mm. Can you share some some tips, like very simple, obviously, we're not going to go into, you know, write a novel about like something actionable and simple that that like our audience can take away and work on. For sure, Tatiana. So let's go back to the to the three balls again. So the first ball is the random word exercise. So this you can do in your shower. You could do this with your kids. You could do this with people around you. Just give them a word. So let's say you said you had kids. So it's simple. 
you go up to mm-hmm. them unless they're like two years old. How old are they? Like six, six or more, maybe? Between six, between seven and 18. Perfect. Seven and 18 is great. So what you do is whenever you're, this is applied not just to Tatiana, but to everyone listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Instead of listening to music tomorrow when you bring your kids to school or when your husband does, turn off the music and do the random word exercise. So have them give you a word, like, I don't know, job, and then you create a presentation and then you give the kid a word. So you're integrating them in your own practice schedule so everybody gets better. That's one. Mm. Number two, there's three tips. Number two is the question drill. We get asked questions all the time in our life, Tatiana. But most of us are reactive to the questions. We're not proactive. So I'll give you an Mm. example. Whenever somebody asks a question, we go, uh, I don't really think about that. So a few years ago, when I started guesting on podcasts, I was horrible. I was terrible at this stuff. I remember some guy asked me, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know, man, Paris, London. (laughs) You tell me, man, I got no idea. So notice how I didn't know the answer. So instead, what I did differently is every single day, Tatiana, for five minutes, I answered one question that I thought the world would ask me about my expertise, my products or my services. But if you do that every day for a year, you'll be Mm. bulletproof because you'll have answered 365 questions about your expertise. That's number two. Mm. And finally, number three is the video message. Make a list of your top clients, the people you love the most in your life, your family members, and just open your phone and send them each a 20-second video just saying how much you appreciate having them in your life and wishing them a fantastic week. That's it. So simple. Nobody does it. That's that's true when you think about it. Yeah. And, and people will appreciate it as well. And yeah, it's almost like cheating, like you're, you're practicing, but you're doing a good thing as well. <laughs> exactly. Can anyone become a good communicator? I believe so. I believe anyone can be a great communicator. And But there's a caveat. It's kind of like the NBA, right? Or a football league. If mm. you, Not everybody could be the best in the world, mm. right? But if you played basketball every single day for six hours for a year, yeah, you'd be better than most people in the city about basketball. You just mm. would be because you practiced more than everyone else. So it's the same idea, Tatiana, in communication. Anyone could learn how to communicate specific boundaries. Go from, I need more alone time or your friend, right? To something Mm. more specific. Anyone can do that. Random word exercise. Anyone can do that. And so I do believe everyone can 10x where they are currently. I'm just not sure if everyone can 1000x necessarily. Mm. So everyone can get better. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, and I guess that that's the goal. I mean, definitely you'd be better off with than without working on that. For sure. And who do you particularly work with? We did say sort of widely, you know, all walks of life, but like from our audience, if somebody is listening, uh, do they have to be at a certain stage in their career or development or are there, for example, industries where it's more applicable or needed what you do? Like who, who would be the ideal person to reach out to you and work with? For sure, Tatiana. So, so here's what I would say, you know, to keep things simple is for, for me, what I've learned in my business is there's a small group of people who generally invest in communication coaching. So for everyone else, you know, go, go to the YouTube channel, Mass Talks there. You can go to my free communication training at rockstarcommunicator.com. 
But I would say for the clients I've worked with, this is something I've learned, honestly. I didn't really know this when I started my business. It turns out most of my clients end up becoming women executives in, in corporate. And the reason is simply because they don't have to pay for it. That's one. The second reason is they feel a bit more of insecurity in the boardroom because it's a very male-dominated field. And there's a common saying in corporate, which is women get promoted on performance, men get promoted on potential. So women feel the need to be more perfect. So I would say 60% of my clients are in that sphere. But I also do coach six-figure entrepreneurs and coaches who are doing at that level minimal. Yeah. Mm. And how does it look like like do, is there some set of like lessons you go through what's the what's the process like like what can people expect for sure tatiana i think a good way of explaining this is think of the difference between going to the gym on your own versus having a personal trainer so mm-hmm. i'm more like a personal trainer for communication so all the tips today i always share my information for free right that's my philosophy i want to give 99.99% away for free but the difference between hiring a coach is that you're held accountable to a very high standard Mm. to make sure that happens. And obviously, I'm holding somebody's hand in that transformation versus them going, okay, these are the tips. I'm going to do it in my shower now. So there's a very Mm. big difference there. So I would say it's the tips are the same, but all of my clients are forced to do the random word access 100 times in a week, right? So it's a very Mm. different level of accountability than than you would on your own. So you get results a lot faster. That would take, I don't know, three Mm. months. A few months, you can get it in three weeks working with the coach. Mm. And do you, like when they start applying the skills that they've learned in real life situations, do you monitor that as well? Do you give feedback on that or how does that work? Yeah. So so for us in particular, based on the archetype that they're in, so archetype just means whether they're an executive, a coach Mm. or an entrepreneur, the way that gets applied is a little bit differently. Let me give you an example. Let's say we take the question drill. So obviously Mm -hmm. I'll say do a question a day publicly because I want people to do it. But in my programs, that's how it works. Like they have to do a hundred questions in a week. Like it's a lot more intense. So they get the Mm -hmm. result a lot faster. But I wouldn't say that to the public because that's scary. Like you don't want to do a hundred questions in a week. (laughs) So you'll do one, right? But the people who work with me are usually like A types. Like they want to be the best in class in their industries. So, so those people, they'll do a hundred question drills, but the ROI for them is different. So for the coach and a webinar on a podcast, on a sales call, it's a joke because they've been asked all of the questions. Like there isn't a question mm-hmm. I can get asked now on a podcast where I'm stuck because mm-hmm. I've just done so many, not because I'm special or anything. It's just I've done the. I'm like thinking, oh my God, what's going to ask yeah, you? <laughs> I mean, you can still catch me off guard by asking a question that has nothing to do with my expertise. You can say like, yeah. what's your favorite Van Gogh painting? I don't know anything about Van Gogh painting. So I'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. But if you ask me something about communication, I'll, I'll, I'll have it. Whereas your question earlier about the misperception of uh, misconception about communicate, that's a really good one because mm. I don't get that one a lot. So I actually have to think a little bit around that. Mm. But so that's the ROI for a coach. When they get on a strategy call, a sales call, I mean, it's so easy because they've just done it so many times with themselves. That's one. The executive, how the question drill gets applied is when they get asked questions from their board or the C-level executives of the company that are above their pay grade. So those people, they can defend their ideas more effectively by Mm. guessing the questions that they're going to ask. And for the entrepreneur, it's very similar to the coach, the strategy call, the sales process, the speaking engagement, and the way that they lead their teams and ask them powerful questions on the job. 
So yeah, that's just an example there. Mm. And how do you feel uh, communication has changed over time? Well, since you've been involved, for example, and now we have like technology with the pandemic, we had even before that, but I would say that that got more common for, for people to communicate online, the difference between online and offline communication, the, all the different ways we can connect now. Absolutely. So I think the big thing that's changed is the hybrid model. So prior to, to to the situation that happened in 2019, 2020, prior to that, most of the presentations and workshops were given in person. But then when the pandemic hit, online researched as the medium of choice because there was no other choice anymore. Now we're kind of in a world where both of them work. So now you need to be good at both. So mm-hmm. given that, given now that's mandatory to be talented at both, there's a couple of points here. The first point is eye contact. So when you're in a situation where you're in person, you're constantly moving your head to the different people that you're communicating with because they're in different parts of the room. But when you're online, Tatiana, whether you're speaking to one person or 10,000, you're actually mm-hmm. only looking in one area, which is the camera lens. So that you give the illusion that you're looking at everybody directly. That's one. Mm. The second key difference, and there's three, is energy. Let's face it, Tatiana. It's a lot easier to shove with energy when you're in person. Like if I'm giving you Mm -hmm. high fives, reading croissants together in France, it's a lot Mm. easier to show up with more energy. So the strategy is get more energetic in person and transfer as much of that as possible Mm. back to the online world. And then finally, number three is accessibility. Once again, if I'm in front of you, I ask you for feedback, let's say I gave a presentation, you would just say, hey, let's get lunch, I'll give you feedback right now. There's Mm. no friction, there's no tension, you're right there. But online, the Zoom call ends like this, boom, really fast and the conversation just ends. Same thing with Riverside or some other platform Mm. ends. So you actually make the additional effort to get on calls with people and engage with them to get questions and feedback from them. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I love the way that you kind of outline those nicely and turn them into actionable tips. That's that's very nice. Cool. So we'll include where can people reach you in the write-up of the podcast. Um, So... We don't need to mention that here. Last question, I guess, what's new and exciting for for, now in January, so the whole new year ahead? What are you looking forward to? For sure, Tatiana. I would say this year is really the year of scale for me. So I quit my corporate job in June of mm-hmm. 2021 to make to go full-time on MasterTalk, which is really stressful for me at the time, even if I was side hustling it for three to four years. Mm -hmm. So 2022 last year was really about the year of survival. Can I make this work full time? And knock on wood, luckily for me, you know, I I did make it work. So now 2023 is about how can I play a bigger game? How can I Mm -hmm. really take the message of master talk and what I'm doing and go after the world? And that's what I'm the most excited about in 23. Wonderful. Well, that's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'll be looking at how that goes this year. And we show success. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tatiana. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.